Friday Lunchtime Lectures at the Open Data Institute. This, uh, <laughs> hello everybody, uh, Gianfranco, uh, you can call me John if it is easier. Uh, uh, there is occasionally noise behind this wall because of the works they're doing, but I'm Italian so it's easy to be loud to me, uh, don't worry about that. So we're going to talk today about how any of you can become an armchair auditor, and I'm not um, joking. Um, at the end of this session, you will be an armchair auditor, and you will be responsible to audit uh, information and data. Uh, the term of armchair auditor, uh, I believe, has been introduced first in a podcast by the Prime Minister around May 2010, uh, when he uh, announced the transparency agenda for the government, and he talked about... Uh, an army, a whole army of effective armchair auditors looking over the books coming uh, to the UK and uh, taking control and uh, uh, avoiding waste and fixing issues and avoiding mistakes. Uh, now, this did not actually happen, and despite there has been a great advantage uh, of, of using open data and progress in the way this is now available and used, um, we didn't really see that, that army coming, and there are, uh, so, so to the point that we may wonder, is it, am I an armchair auditor in action, or we need more to talk about inactions uh, of the armchair auditors? There are two main reasons that I personally believe stopped this from happening. Uh, the first is that many perceive open data as an abstract issue. This um, statement comes from uh, the statistics and open data um, document uh, just issued by the Cabinet Office. So for many of us, apparently, um, uh, we, we cannot develop awareness of open data because it is an abstract issue. What, what is this thing? Does it really apply to me, or it's just for, for the geeks? And the second issue, in fact, is the geeks. <laughs> like, the category to which I belong to, unfortunately. Uh, and there are uh, opinions like that. Open data has so much promise, but first we need to wrestle it back from the realm of geeks. I, I felt very offended by, by this statement. And there's, there's an entire blog post, if you, if you follow the link, describing this. It is true that uh, many could consider the technology implied by using open data a bit out of reach. Um, I will be very happy to, to tell you, to show you, that this is not the case, uh, particularly if you stick around at the end of, of, of these few uh, slides. And What's the best way to actually show you that any of you can do, uh, can be an armchair auditor, is to show you a little story. Uh, let's say a, snipe, uh, a, a bite-sized project that you can actually think of doing yourself at home, let's say. It's like a bit of a recipe. Um, and my problem, my personal engagement into this exercise came in mid-December reading uh, this news here from The Guardian uh, when it was announced that the government was evaluating, ex uh, exploiting for shale gas extraction a, a large size of, of the country. And I don't know about you, but the first thing that I thought was, oh, okay, uh, should I worry? Because at the time, I did not know much about the controversial fracking. Uh, I knew that it was a relatively new technology, very promising, but there, were, there had been a few incidents here and there. I did not have an opinion on my own, but most of all, I wanted to understand from a purely geographical point of view where this was happening. I mean, perhaps a bit selfish, I admit that. I mean, I'm 
perhaps I should be a bit of shame. I, I literally was interested in knowing where is my house and where is shale gas extraction. Does it affect me? And this is probably a gut feeling you have when you read the news like that. Uh, the only difference, perhaps, what made me an auditor in that situation is that I thought, well, I could actually investigate that. Uh, I don't know about you, but probably most cases when we read news, we think that somehow it stops there, the story ends there. I can't do much about it. I can be informed, I can find out more, but I cannot do stuff. I cannot react to the news. In this case, and thanks to Open Data, actually we can. Uh, so I started studying. So there were references to the document <coughs> published by uh, DEC uh, at the time, and they started reading it, as simple as that. This is already, if you think about it, probably more than many of us do when reading the news. And I found maps like that. Um, this is a PDF file, so not really easy to, to process and to access. And that is the best definition of the areas being evaluated for shale gas extraction that we have today. Um, which is not really telling me much. Uh, yeah, I live in, in Ayrshire, uh, just outside London, so the M25. So I, I knew that I was some, somewhere here. <laughs> it's not telling me more than that. Kept studying and found uh, data. Oh my god, oh, th this slide here, just to scare you. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, it's not that complicated. It looks like that, if you look into the box, uh, but uh, you will see that you actually don't need to use it at this point. And there are so many tasks in running an audit that you don't need to worry about the skills you don't have, particularly if you work in teams, but we'll get to that point. So I got the data. Luckily enough, I knew what to do about it. Uh, and I processed it. Uh, and I found things that were missing. So the first thing that, that I did was asking DEC directly. Uh, because I'm a bit of a... I'm cheeky, so I, 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 <laughs> I challenged them in public, let's say, in a, in a relatively nice way. Uh, I went to Twitter and said, uh, where are maps about this data? Because I could not really make, understand visually what those numbers m means to me unless I put them on a map of some kind. And I also asked them, and not everything is here, uh, what was the license for their data, because it wasn't clear to me. It was published on data.gov.uk, but this does not always mean automatically that it is open data. And, and you need to, I personally, this is my experience, you need to check every time. Uh, and the guys were quite uh, generous and, and helpful. I mean, they replied very quickly. Um, a lady called uh, Tony Harvey uh, personally got to me and, and gave me information and told me, that there was a, a map, I was so happy. Perhaps my whole audit exercise was finished already. There was a map. The map is this. <laughs> Can you recognize London here? It's easy. I mean, this is the things. So I knew, again, that my house is somewhere there. Uh, uh, so I thought to myself, really? I mean, is this a map? Is this open data? Uh, this tells you perhaps one more thing, that is not all open data is accessible. Not all open data is something you can actually do something about until you actually act. And then I had to build a better map. And these are the stages I went through. And, and uh, they are quite typical. I mean, you should not imagine that every different project 
it's very different from that. But you always go through these stages somehow. You check if anyone in, anyone got there first. Am I solving a problem that someone has solved before already? And I found that I found out that there were other uh, maps related to oil and gas extraction, or specifically to shale gas, uh, but they were not using at the time DEX data. So I had they were based mainly on uh, the crowd's contribution, saying, "Oh, there is something happening behind my backyard," or uh, I read in the news that uh, this site is is being activated as we speak. Um, and I realized that actually there was this, the map I was looking for, the map that was displaying exactly what were the licenses and the potentially future extraction sites was missing. I studied the, the text documentation with moderation, meaning that I, I did not want to become an energy expert. It's not my area. And, but that, at the same time, does not, should not stop you from being curious. Um, I, I believe it is, it is an easy way of uh, thinking you cannot actually find out more about something, because I, I'm not an energy expert. I'm not an education expert. I can't do much about it. I just read the news and stop there. Uh, uh, I disagree, if you think like that, and I can tell you more, but you can provide value without becoming an expert of any specific subject you're interested in on that day. So I surveyed all data that was related to the news. Uh, so I, practically it was a game of following links from the PDF file I showed you before and going to the usual places for open data, like uh, Data.gov UK in the UK. Uh, the, the usual problem of redundant data, outdated data, broken links. Unfortunately, every person who works with data today has to fight with these kind of problems. But I selected what was interesting to me, and the, the fewer data elements you use, the more successful you will likely be because you are restricting your scope to just what you want to address. Uh, and accordingly, I surveyed, I surveyed all tools I could use. I, I tend to use only open source software, and there are plenty of open source uh, tools available for managing uh, geographical data, mainly um, QGIS, for example, because most of this stuff are uh, files called shape files, quite difficult to, to deal with unless you use a, specifi a specific software for that. And then, as I said, I got back to DEC if I needed that. And the feeling I have is that it is in a way also educational to them to know that there are people out there using their data. They feel a bit more engaged, a bit more responsible. And so far my experience is very positive. So don't, don't, don't think it's a lost battle. Uh, try first. And then there's the geeky data science part that I won't go to, to tell you about uh, unless you're interested. But um, trust me, it was not that complicated. If, if you go to the website for this project, I will give you the URL at the end, you will see there is a, something like a diary of my work. And you will see it, it's a few hours' work um, for me. But you, you will see it's, it's easy. Really. And the result was this. So this is exactly the same map as before, same place, but now I can tell that my town is there, which is useful. Um, and if you remember that, the only information I had of the areas for potential future exploitation was that PDF file I showed you at the beginning. So if you zoom that PDF file to match the map, <laughs> this is what you get. It's not, again, very helpful. I mean, you can recognize those two um, 
areas there. And that this is what I did. Now I can tell that the yellow areas are the areas for potential exploitation. And again, my town is not too far, but at the moment is out. And one interesting bit of this is that this information was not even available in machine-readable format. What does it mean? Uh, whenever you work with data, you, you have to start from uh, a format of this data that is processable by software, as simple as that. A PDF file usually is not, because it is formatted for people to read, not for computers, for machines to access. Um, so I had to, ma this is probably the most boring part of the whole exercise, I had to manually put in a file the coordinates of each of these squares. It, it, that was probably the longest part of the whole exercise. But at least now the information is available. Before, if you had to use this in a, soft, in a piece of software, you couldn't. Now you can use my own file. So I added to DEX open data my own open data, simply doing the work of transforming something that existed already as open data in a PDF file in a machine-readable form. And at least in my opinion, there is no open data project that is not shared. Open data is for sharing, like chocolate in a way. Uh, so everything you do has to go somewhere where other people can help you share this again, transform it in something else. In my case, from the very start, the project was a GitHub repository. Um, the diary is published there as well, of everything I did uh, day by day. Um, and you, there you find all the data I produce that is itself available for others to build their own tools or their own map. That actually happened later. And another thing I did, because I, I'm very close to the ODI and I, I like the program, is getting a certificate for the data. Um, the ODI is a certificate program, uh, self-certification program, by which data producers simply commit to keep data maintained, declare where it is, declare if they are available to engage with users uh, using social media or email or whatever, um, describe where the data comes from, describe the, what is the license for the data, uh, not only the original one, but the derived work that you have done. And the result is this nice badge that you see at the top that you can associate to your work. In, in, in this way, we are, we are still promoting this, you will see there are no more than 50 certificates, I believe, overall today. But um, by doing this somehow, you commit, you publish the fact that you've been working in an open data way. You want this data to be available to others. You want others to build on top of that. It's not just uh, your own curiosity. This is a contribution back to the people who are going to use this file. And others have been using my data and my ideas. I mean, this is uh, a website uh, by a team of activists. Uh, and it's quite good. I mean, I understand that at the time when I started my own, uh, this was the best resource available. And I believe probably it is, still is, because not only today it integrates the same data I use, as you can see here, but also uh, integrates uh, user-produced user uh, content, which is interesting. I mean, uh, again, at the time, remember, I did not have a position on my own, but there is no point in not using it differently or not using it in, in, in with a very specific agenda in mind. And, and this is one way to use it. Alternatively, I had uh, online newspapers to get to me and say, can I reuse your, uh, your map? Of course, they, they made a news out of it. Map reveals potential fracking site. 
across the north of England, L like if I produced the data. I mean, it was available before, but of course you, you need to promote your news in a way. Uh, but also, these guys were very nice. I mean, this is one more reason to share. I mean, it, it, it ignites a series of reuse and production of value, I would call it, that you wouldn't have otherwise. It, there's no point in doing an exercise, an audit exercise for your own sake. So, this is a, my strong invitation. Do try this at all. Um, read the news. Remember that you are now an amateur auditor. So you can do something about it. It's not just about reading and forgetting about something. Um, when you find a piece of news you feel connected to, be curious about it. So you don't need to stop to what you read. You don't need to go to the next newspaper. You just go and look for the data, particularly, of course, if the news is related to something that could be uh, dug out in more detail. Uh, everything that is related to education, for example, is easy to investigate. It can be investigated. Everything that is related to energy can uh, be investigated. Um, and there's lots also on um, public administration expenses, for example. Uh, identifying the data sources that are closer to what your, the news is is probably the next stage. And this is something that, again, is accessible to everybody. You don't need to be a tech for doing this. And there is already lots you can contribute already at this level. Uh, one big issue we, we, we have with Data.gov.uk today is that there are lots of, um, it, it practically works as a directory to data sets published on other websites that have perhaps moved or the links do not longer work and so on. So you don't need to be a data science to find a broken link. When you find one, you write them, and they fix it. There, there are thousands today estimated broken links on Data.gov.uk, unfortunately, and you don't need to be a techie uh, to help them finding them. Play, <laughs> play with the data. Uh, again, it depends on, on uh, what your skills are. Uh, but um, being curious and, and starting working with data is not that big obstacle that should deter you from, from trying. Also because there are lots of resources to actually learn, and I will give you a couple in a, in a minute. Um, and as I told you before, uh, don't exclude the opportunity to engage with the publishers. Um, they are there, they're listening, and I would actually say that they will, they will be happy to see that the effort they have, they put into publishing the data is actually used by someone. Uh, there is a bit of a disconnect today between, um, let's say, government or the sources publishing this data, dumping the data and saying, oh, I, I have to do it because of the transparency agenda. And on the other side, only very few exercises in doing something with it. I, the, the personal opinion is that if we somehow bring these two parties together, there will be a bit more exchange between the two. And the feeling I have is that everybody, I, everybody, everybody I've been contacting for data projects in the Department of Education, Department of Energy and Climate Change, they were all incredibly supportive. Perhaps very busy, perhaps a bit slow in responding, but nobody ever asked me to Frack off. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so everybody was very, very helpful. Um, and work with others. So uh, everything I did there was a mid-December exercise finished something like 27th of December. So I could not work with others because they would have told me to. Uh, so I had to work alone. But nobody, why should you? So if you don't have one specific skill, just find and, and, and team up with someone who does. I mean, 
most of these exercises uh, need a lot of different skills. You need someone that is perhaps good at doing some lobbying, let's say, or getting to know the people and the, the, the organizations that manage the data that, that could have the data in their pockets, but they don't, don't publish it. Um, you need a techie. Uh, you need um, perhaps little project management skills, because anyway, you need to get to some results. You, you need to, your effort to be focused and so on. So there are many things you can do and many different skills that you can engage. Don't work alone. And one more thing you can do is contribute to projects like this. This is the Open uh, Knowledge Foundation Open Data Census. They are uh, city by city in the UK and not only try to uh, build a census of all <coughs> the resources related to those categories at the top, so transport, expenditure, election results, and so on, by city. Uh, and this is because very, very often, particularly for armchair auditors, is the local aspect of data that is interesting. It, we, we, we connect with the town. We are interested in what happens around us. And we think we can do something when it is about where we live. Uh, so this will be incredibly useful. It's already go doing fine. You see a few cities are probably progressed more than others, but nobody stops you from contributing, taking a city of your own, or the one you're closer to, or simply contributing to the work that exists already. Um, this perfect against good uh, this is a recommendation the cabinet, cabinet office made to the government in general about not being scared of um, not making the perfect an enemy of the good and in their case it refers to the fact that they should not wait publishing data until the moment the data is perfect they said rather push it out get people engaged and we, there is time to improve it and the same applies to us as, as armchair auditors. Don't think that because what the output of your work is not perfect, you cannot publish it. You cannot find other people to contribute to it. You cannot um, provide value in that way. Um, it, it's, a, it's a chain that starts from the government and, adds, and ends in your um, living room, let's say. Everybody can contribute. There is no um, excuse not to do it. Uh, and this is why I say that open data wants you to. And this is it. This is a list of resources you can find, and I'm very happy to answer to your questions. You've been listening to a Friday lunchtime lecture brought to you by the Open Data Institute.